Hello and welcome. I'm Jules B., your host of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. Go with me behind the scenes as I dive into the lives of our guests. Each episode will feature unconventional questions that invoke joy, sorrow, and sometimes silence. Come on in, take a seat, and let's start this conversation. Thank you and welcome to the Label Free Podcast. This is a conversation that you and I are going to have where we separate the uh, meat from the bones, or if you are not a meat eater, chasing the peas from the pod. I don't sure. I do not discriminate against anything. So the questions that I'm going to ask you are unconventional questions. They don't have a right or wrong answer. It's just about having a conversation and, and see, you know, where your head is at. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. And okay. so you have permission to speak freely. And just as I have permission to answer back. Okay. So, so let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. You are a decorated combat veteran. You've had multiple deployments. You've served over 31 years in the U.S. Army. You've, what, been overseas? For some of those years, you've been in five countries. And so your book talks about your story. It talks about your life, your ups and downs while wearing the uniform and the different assignments that you've had, the schools that you've attended, and different things like that. So in your memoir, you're just honest about how life is and basically you inspire people no matter what walk of life they are in, whatever disadvantages they have, whatever life struggles may happen, that they can persevere and they can be resilient. So that's what I got from you. What would you like to add to that? You're exactly right. And it's a story of inspiration, persistence, survival, and it's hope. Uh, that's what it is. And Nine years of those of those years were overseas, and yes, you you hit the nail, you hit it on the head there. You hit the hammer, the hammer hit the nail well, pretty well there. So yeah, um, that's what I'm selling, uh, and, and they've got a ton of reviews already out there, and uh, I put my life on the line literally for this book. Yeah. I mean, I was scheduled to die in February 2021. I had been stressing out. I had flashbacks, and everything else came to Fruition and uh, but I got out of the hospital. There's a whole story on that, and uh, yeah, I lived to uh, see the book get produced, and uh, and also I did the audible. I, I did the audio. I am the narrator, definitely. So, how did serving in the military all those years affect your relationship with people who weren't having the same experience as you? I didn't. I kept it a secret at the time. I didn't. I, I tried very little. It was a very competitive organization. So, a lot of these stories, uh, I just never uh, really told a lot of people. Uh, maybe the family, but the service members, <laughs> they they never knew until the book was put up. Uh, you know, a few of them knew some things, but you're looking at 31 years, and every two to three years you move, so it's a fragmented type of, uh, you know, assignments and so forth like that. So, but they know now that we well, have that problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
So with you having have served in the military all those years and telling your story now, what would you say is an unrealistic expectation that people tend to have when it comes to you? Well, they, they, they just did not know all of the odds that were stacked against me. They didn't know about my learning disability challenges. They may have thought it. They thought, well, you know, he might be a little weird they did hear stories of me getting arrested. They did hear some stories possibly of me falling into poop, which is a famous story where I got out of and survived and almost drowned in poop. And uh, But I was in South Korea. But uh, no, all these little crazy stories are all about just never giving up and inspiration. I hope it just, it just, it's like one darn chapter comes the next, here comes the next. You know, in the beginning, we thought the title of the book would be, We Don't Need Any Einstein in the Army kind of playing fun he's putting fun at me we didn't need to be any smart guys and so uh but then once we put this thing all together it's like you know i survived all the odds i survived a lot of odds not just educational odds but a lot of different things so uh, so you know you the, 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 this pot this podcast you could have a series of podcasts with just inspiration survival and hope uh because there's just so many different types of uh, stories personal embarrassment arrest uh investigations um Oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, jumping out of airplanes and almost getting killed. And this just keeps, it just goes on and on on various ones. Wow. So if you can, if you have a moment, tell me about this story of you almost drowning in poop. So there I was. Uh, I was in South Korea. Now, South Korea is a big base or is a big holding area for a lot of U.S. soldiers just due to the threat there with North Korea in the region. So I was stationed there. I was a young lieutenant. I was in my late 20s. I was walking alone at night, uh, <laughs> looking for points on a map. We were doing an exercise. We, we, had to, we had to learn how to walk around in the woods and, you know, display competency of finding points on a map and with a compass alone. And, well, there I was walking along at night, and I slipped. I knew it was there. I knew the feces, the shit, the night soil work. They use that to fertilize crops. I knew it was there, and I knew to stay away from it. But it's at night. I don't have a light, and it's slippery. I guess uh, there was some stuff. And I slipped, and I went into it neck deep. And there I was, a uh, you know, a young lieutenant uh, in the in in the military on the army, and I was going to drown. The 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 equipment was pulling me down under. Um, at the time, I didn't have a, a wife. I didn't have any children. I thought that. Uh, there's no way I don't want to die like this. I was, these things were going through my mind. And then, and then I said, I got to find, it was quicksand type of, it was a quicksand material like thing. And uh, I, I had to uh, caterpillar up onto the top instead of going, and it kind of just was very small, very small uh, movements. And then once I got onto the top, I did my caterpillar move out. Once I got out of the cesspool, the pool of shit, I was, a mob of it. It was mobbing. It was caked in. It was all through. It was, it, you know, so uh, what I, I laid up and looked at the stars and the, said, oh, my God, why did this shit happen to me? And I lined up and like, good Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and then I started rolling around like a doll to get stuff off of them. Like, you know, and I got some of it off while rolling in the right, right, right double or what it was. And then, uh, then I had another problem. I'd, I'd gotten out, so I, I was thankful for that. 
and I didn't drown, and, and but I had another problem. I, I you know how soldiers and people are; they're going to be calling you names, and you know. So I said, I can now I got to keep it a secret. Now how am I going to do that? And so because there's other soldiers that are out there doing the same thing as me, I right. you know looking for their points and trying to find points on a map display, and they're trying to do the exercise. So I had to stay away from them. I had to keep it a secret, and uh, so uh, I, I said, I got to save my face. I got to save my embarrassment. So. I started walking toward this light. I don't know what it was. I just said, I got to find some help. And when I was walking toward that light, I didn't know if I was walking toward heaven or hell at that point. But uh, it uh, eventually I made it out to be a farmer. It was a South Korean, it was a Korean, Korean family. It was a farmer's family that was out there. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knocked on the door and uh, said some broken Korean, like, Anya, Anya Haseo, Anya Haseo, means hello. Knock on the door and she comes to the, uh, the woman of the house comes and sees me and does a agoo, agoo. And then uh, then she motions me to strip down naked. So I strip down naked in front of a complete stranger. Now, at this point, uh, you know, English wasn't necessary. It was sort of an emergency. <laughs> so, so, so what? A, she, neck, she, she motioned me down naked. I got down and I stripped all my clothes down in front of a complete stranger, gave it to her. And she motioned, hand motioned, that uh, she would bring it back, find me the next morning, and give it to me. So um, I didn't clean up at that point. I was still soaked in it. I, I gave her all the equipment. and she, So I walked back, I mean, barefoot naked with my map and my compass and my rifle, barefoot naked. And, uh, and at the same time, I was walking back to the camp. I had to avoid people because they could probably smell me or see me. And so I had to avoid them as I walked back as they were trying to find their place. And I got, I made it back, and... Uh, I took uh, and I cleaned up, and and in the morning uh, she came and brought all my clothing and material and equipment to me, all cleaned up, and that's my perfection, my fairy godmother. I think, wow, this was great. And so, one person knew about it that saw me. He was my friend. He didn't keep it a secret. But other than that, uh, I saved my face, and uh, I got away with it. I got, well, that a lot of things went wrong. I fell in, into, but but I, I got out of it, and and, and then I, I saved my face. Uh, I did fail the course, but uh, uh, that was because of something else, but I, I did take it another two to three times, well, three times, and I got it late on, but that, that time, but I, I made that a lot. I mean, that a lot. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of people talk about being neck deep and stuff, but I, but I really was though. I mean, <laughs> and, and it, it's just to verbalize and articulate that, you know, it took, took years. <laughs> it's not, I, I've been pretty experienced that now, so. but it took years to even articulate that to anyone. Yeah. Wow. Women. Wow. So when you think about the different things that you went through as a military person, what is something the military life offered you that civilian life does not? Well, it offered me, uh, I was in a part of a higher level organization. We're, you know, so we're in the defense of the country. So it's a, it's a national, being in the army was a national, it's a higher, it's higher than you are. And then they, they give you, they, they teach you everything, how to, you know, go through the ranks and go to schools. And so what I think I got out of it was, I mean, you could take my bachelor's degree away and, and you could take my master's degree away. But, you know, those nine years that we talked about living overseas, those were something you just can't, the smell and the driving and then the taste and the culture, those things, uh, that was more of an education to me than any of my, you know, sitting in any class. So, yeah, that. That, that that gave me something. I, I was not college-bound. There's no doubt about that. I was not material, college material, but I did eventually get 
go to college. But I mean, my, the viewers, I guarantee you, I, every viewer on your radio show probably made better in SAT scores than I did. I, I was told not to go to. I was told not to go to college because really, yeah. I've got a picture in my book of my of my guidance counselor, gender, Miss Drake. And so she, but there was a, I'm not knocking them people because there was a lot of logic behind it with my scores and things. But um, I, I I did I I I eventually did go to college and got some of my degrees and things. But uh, I have a whole chapter. I got a chapter on how I got it. I got a college degree where there's a wheel, there's an A, as in the grade. <laughs> And so just like there's a wheel to get out of kit. I mean, so so there's a wheel, there's a way. So that so there's there's ways around things. There are ways to get around and do. I got I, I'm 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 not the smartest guy, but I, I'm kind of creative uh, in many ways. So uh, the creativity. Uh, sometimes you walk down a road and you don't even notice that someone doesn't have a maybe a hand, like maybe it's amputeed or whatever. Uh, but that, that some some people didn't understand that I. But some people did, some people didn't, but I got around that. I was able to maneuver. I, I kept quiet. I, I would also keep quiet because once you open your mouth, you shut up. So I was a real quiet guy and not like I am now. And, and the reason I'm talking like I am now is because I've done the, it's not just the written book, it's the audio book. And so last year, 2022, I talked more in that year than I have in my entire life. Well, now since I'm doing podcasts, this, this might be the this might be more than. But no, that last year it was a little. I mean, so I learned to talk on the, not just express them in writing, but also get them out. So what was it? I got lost. I don't know what no, the last question was. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So when you when you think about your total experience and you think about your journey and what life means to you, let me ask you this, and it's the question that I ask most of my my guests. If you could relive one day in your life, even though you could not change it, what day would that be for you and why? I relive one day. I would probably relive it with my father because, um, you know, she, he, uh, when he died, there's a lot of questions I wanted to ask. He couldn't talk, though. So, you know, just things of that nature. And my, this, this book dedicated to my father. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, though, you wouldn't be able to change anything. So all you would be doing is reliving the day. So Oh. So. Yeah, but I, I would relive the day when I body slammed him. Yeah. So with the day that I body slammed him when we got in the fight, I wouldn't relive that day. And then at that time, I would say, hey, do you are you really faking it? Or did I really hurt you on this fight or not? And so that would probably be, uh, I would, yeah, I would relive that day. So I could talk to him a little bit. You body slammed your dad? I did, and I don't know what I see. He, tra- he picked a fight with me, and he I came back from basic training, and he thought, hmm, well, he thinks he's a tough guy now, and uh, so he started pushing me around. He put pin- he pinned me, and then uh, I turned him around, and I, I and I pinned him, and then I eventually picked him up and body slammed him on his back. Um, I was really you know really strong at that point, and uh, um, but. Yeah, and he said, "Oh no, no, no! I give up, I give up." But I don't know if he was faking it, and I and I would like to ask, real or not, or what? But um, he, I don't, I think it was not real, but I don't know that. So that would be the day I would try to relive that. See, see, just a, you know, um, I would probably still body. It's just that I'd want to talk to him afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wow, you've experienced a lot of things. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's you no experienced a lot of things. Wow. I appreciate you. You've been so kind 
keep in mind, Jason, we're not as divided as we are just connected. Blessings to you. Blessings to your family. And enjoy the rest of this week, okay? Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You do the same. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. We hope this conversation has reminded you of the power of your voice and the importance of taking the best steps to live a more fulfilled life. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and share. And for more content, check out the Label Free Podcast with our fabulous host, Deanna. And remember, we all have choices. We all have goals. We all make mistakes. But it doesn't have to be behind a label.